Welcome to the Sea Roller and McDole podcast pilot episode. Today we're going to be talking about insurance and healthcare. Yeah, insurance and healthcare. I mean, you got you got two different ones. You got government funded healthcare, then you got you know actual you know what you're paying for for your health insurance. You want to talk about that or? Yeah, I know that uh, this is a thing that affects pretty much everybody in the United States and. Right. I know my experience with it is that, I mean, I pay a premium and then a deductible and then there's copay, copay. and that's, that's not even counting the idea of in network and out of network, which given the fact that my eye doctor is almost always out of network, I rarely ever hit my deductible. (laughs) No, you won't. No, No, you you will never hit it. The problem with the insurance companies, what they want is a large group of people paying them a large sum, and then they rely on people not using their insurance, and then that covers the people that actually use their insurance. That's what I think. I mean, that's pretty much how they make their money is by having the people who don't use the insurance cover the other ones. Yep. And then some. So it's, it's basically like a, um, uh, what do they call it, a uh, timeshare. But, I mean, at this point, even my experience with having to use it with the, the the things I've got with like gout and chronic kidney disorder and my eye problems, I found that I pay way more than I really probably should be just for that. So I feel like they're still making money off of me despite the fact that I'm using the insurance. Yep. And that's, that's how they suckered you into it because... You're actually using insurance, but then they not having enough clients to make up for your portion of it. So you get charged that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's when they yearly will deduct lower costs for like, for example, like life insurance will go down. Your copay goes up. Your, um, what's it called? Your monthly payments go up. Then they don't get the enough clients and that's what happens. You agree or disagree? I, I think I, I, partially agree but i also disagree on the idea that i think it's going to go up regardless just because they're run by businesses right and then you know cost of living goes up you know well just the whole with insurance companies they're literally just businesses out to make money Mm -hmm. then they act like they're supporting you or trying to help you but they really don't yeah that's i mean let's talk about something like your previous job all right like how was the insurance on your previous job? Uh, I didn't have any. I mean, I worked at fast food, uh, and I worked at a telecommunication company. Yeah, I worked there too. Yeah, I know you worked at the same damn one too. <laughs> it was. Oh, I was not cut out to be in telemarketing. I'm not vocal or persuasive enough to sell something to people. I'm really not. See, the problem is I'm vocal, but I'm not very persuasive. If someone tells me no, they don't want an item. I'm about okay. <laughs> and that's how I got fired like that three times. Not, <laughs> that will not get you sales. Oh. Yeah, that's how I got fired. I couldn't make sales because if someone told me they don't want the insurance, I'm like, bye. Uh, I got lucky enough to sell Comcast uh, for a while. And that was pretty good because right. any sale that we did make was straight up commission. There was no, there was no, you have to make this many sales to, right. uh, to, to qualify for commission. No, you actually, everyone was a, was commissioned above your base pay. So that was good. 
I mean, I'm I I'm not good with commission pay because like I I can never like even hit commission. Like I never once hit commission, and when I came close to it, you know, one person would always fuck me over where I didn't get commission. The mm-hmm. one caller that I would get would just like you know like button spam me then hang up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got a lot of people who a lot of people who like we were doing Comcast for businesses. A lot of businesses are like. Why the hell do we need uh, cable? And the only thing I could really sell them on was the internet part because the rest of the cable package... Who, who needs cable anymore? Well, not just that, but their biggest thing is why do we need cable TV at work? Why do we need right. all this stuff? I'm like, but the internet's still a good package. We could still sell oh, you Oh, okay. I, I see what you're saying because it's a package. So it, you get a- you get like... Everything in one, right? Yeah, and that's the part of the problem is trying to sell the whole package when you're trying to when when businesses don't really need the whole package. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because um I went to jail for you know my OVI like years back and um I noticed that the the jail I had you know was sent to they had um mm-hmm. internet they had um cable and I think companies you know it's it's a county. Thing, right and they purchased the package because it probably saved them a little bit of money for the internet and so i noticed that i was watching discovery channel in jail well i mean um that's another thing though is i think we actually like corporations in america actually devalue their low-tier employees right. yeah they do so they're even they, they get less benefits than somebody that's in jail then the seller's that actually um, go around and like try to sell the item, don't make shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But they make you know millions and probably billions of dollars, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's kind of sounding like something like McDonald's would do, right? They pay their employees minimum wage, right? Uh, yeah. Most places, I think, at some point, like I actually worked. You you did work there, didn't yeah, you? I did, and at some point. When I think like the minimum wage is like five twenty five, I ended up making up to six something. All right, well, but what, then what, what but year then was minimum this? wage went up to seven dollars. What year and was that? I stopped. What year was that? I do not remember. It had to be like back in like two thousand like six or two thousand seven, right? Uh, it was before two thousand five even. Yeah, because I remember because uh, I, I started I started working there before I graduated. Uh, when I worked my way up, and then. Once minimum wage went up, they stopped giving out raises. Completely just halted all raises completely. The only way you could get a raise at that point was to become management. And even then, that was only 25 cents. Or become an owner of that, you know, branch, right? If you think you can be an owner, um, good luck because the, the franchises are already owned and they're not giving up their ownership. No. Not even in like certain districts. You, you would have to start your own franchise to do that. Oh, yeah, fuck that. I didn't know that. Because like that's something I want to talk about another time. Like how you know, like fast food companies, right? You can like build up your own, you know, ownership. You know, like in, you know, cities and stuff like that, and you become the owner of the McDonald's. Yeah, you can do that, right? I mean, you can, but like there are so many of them around already. That'd be hard to break into the market. Okay, that, and sell. And the owners are usually grooming people they already know within the company to take their place. So you're not going to get in unless you're part of the company. Yeah, because this is something I don't know about. Because I know that certain, like a lot of cities, they have more than one McDonald's. It's like 
They either put one on one side of the town or they put one, you know, they, there's always two. Most of the time it's the same, same company. Like I know the ones around here are all owned by the same guy, but then the ones that are like a half hour in another area are owned by a totally different company. Mm -hmm. And if you go the other way, they're owned by a totally different ownership. So that, that owner that, you know, owned those multiple companies. They own, they own, they own multiple McDonald's throughout. At least the one I know owns it in at least four or five towns. Oh, no shit. So he's he's probably making money, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to skirt the locations, but I, I can, I know for a fact that there's at least four or five towns that he owns. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry for varying it off on health insurance, but we got to go back into this. Um, Does McDonald's actually offer health insurance? They offer. Exactly. I know that telemarketer place. Didn't offer health insurance. We're just Mc, Mc, McDonald's offered a health insurance, but it was literally just a group rate. The company, when I worked for it, the company did not pay out of pocket for insurance at all. Right. Like I know our current company, they pay for like part of your insurance. McDonald's <laughs> is just group rate. It's literally that's fucked. Up. It's literally okay. You're getting this through us, but it's literally we're, we're just bargaining a rate for you. All right. So the, if you want insurance, McDonald's is not the number one company you should be going through because you're going to pay out of pocket for your insurance and they'll just match it like, you know, somewhat. Right. Uh, the, that I was aware of. They didn't match it at all. They oh, they didn't literally, match it. They literally just said, this is what th- this so-and-so company is going to give you this rate because you work here. That is that that's how that works. And it's still like that today? I do not know. I mean, it's been since 2008 since I've worked there. All right. So, so. I, I, I just know for a fact that, like, a lot of people like working at McDonald's for, the, you know, like their weekly paychecks and everything. And, it's, like, I, I never worked there. I don't know how hard the work is, you know. For and, me, though, for me, the work wasn't necessarily hard. It was just stressful. And it was stressful in the sense that you were always under pressure to perform. The customer is always right. First of all, yeah, there's the mentality of the customer is always right, even when they're not. When they're trying to scheme you, you're still wrong. But also the fact that nothing will ever be fast enough, no matter how fast you are, because the customer wants instant gratification. I mean, you got some dickhead customers. Like you can you can have some guy pulling up, you know, wasted, you know, one o'clock in the morning, then just cause a big feud, you know, at the drive-through, and yeah, then you end up getting in trouble for it, right? Those those are one-off situations. What regularly happens is people get pissed off that it takes forever. But you gotta realize if we spent one minute per order, that's one minute. That's not very long. But right. there are five people in front of you. That's five minutes before you even get your order, which adds up. So the more people that are in front of you, the longer that time is going to be. See, that's why you got like these um, customers that go into McDonald's, you know, you know, like daily or every once in a while, you know, they got to really appreciate the way these people, these you know, employees at McDonald's, how they work, because they're very disrespected. Yeah. I would like to circle back on something. though. Okay. Our time limit for orders was 60 to 90 seconds, but as I said, you take that time. Let's say you got 10 customers in front of that customer. It adds up every time. It adds up. You try to. I mean, we can get some orders out less than that because right. you're trying to average 90 seconds. Well, you got to realize. But that doesn't always happen, especially when right. you get a rush. Well, you got to realize, too, like, even if you're at the drive-thru, you got 
compensate like who's inside, you know, or in their food too, right? That, and I've also found that certain franchise owners like to run skeleton crews because they see productivity on a bell curve and they see that the less people they put in the store, the more profit they make out of those people. Yeah. Yep, but yep, I can see you, there's, there's, there's a point where you add more people, the more production they can get, the faster they can serve customers, the more money they can make. And then if you go beyond that, then you're just wasting your money on customers. But the problem is, is that creates a bell curve of productivity that franchise owners tend to run on the lower side of every single time. So you're literally, instead of running, instead of running high on labor, you're running low on labor to try to cut cost, but you're also cutting productivity by doing that. What makes me mad about this, because um, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to go inside to eat anymore. They rather just pick up their food at the drive-thru and leave, right? But, oh, I you know, back, back, you know, in the early 90s when I was, you know, a kid, I really enjoyed just going inside McDonald's, eating with my family, and it's not like that anymore, is it? No, I don't think it is. No, cause, because well, especially since COVID, they, we, there are almost no indoor, right? Well, at least fast well, food anyway. It, it is now because a lot of comp- a lot of companies are saying like basically like you know. I mean, I know full restaurants are opening up, but I have yet to see a, a, like most fast food restaurants are not indoors still. Yeah, there is. Which one? I seen uh, Wendy's was. I seen well, that was in you know a different city other than. Let's well, say the, yeah. the Taco Bell around here still isn't. They opened that store. With, well, remember, I had to travel, you know, a little ways. And, and you know, it, it, there were stores open. I mean, I guess I guess I also haven't tested the market to see if there is. Right. I just know that the one Taco Bell that I go to still hasn't went. They, they built the store in the middle of COVID. Uh, they built the store in the middle of COVID, still have yet to open their lobby once. And they're making bank, though, too. Well, Yeah. <laughs> It don't take long to eat a burrito, so why go inside? You can eat a burrito while you're walking or, you know, driving. I don't know. I, I do not like trying to eat Taco Bell while driving, though. I mean, I do it all the time. I don't like doing it, though, because I make a mess. I don't know how... I mean, it is a pain in the ass to do it. <laughs> like, like, if it was other food, uh, like McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's... Uh, like I'm not. I'm not. I gonna... guess there there are other places that aren't around here, like Jack in the Box. And, right, right. But regardless, other places have food you can eat while driving. Taco Bell is not one of them. I don't know. Like I've done it. A, a, I've done it several times, and it's it really is like you're right. Like it's really hard trying to smoke a cigarette, try to eat a burrito, trying to dump hot sauce on the burrito. Then you got to ask your cigarette. Then you, you got. Well, it, it is really hard. I can take one of those problems away right now. You can just stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So anyways, taking us all back, like regardless of where you work, I think insurance is still a scam. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, you're right. Depending on where you work, but I think all insurance is a scam. It just some aren't as scammy as others. If you know well, what I, mean. I mean, I'll agree with that because some people's, some people's insurance compared to mine is a horror story. Mine sucks a little bit because of the fact that I'm paying all, I'm paying the deductible, the copay out of network. Um, Cause out of network doesn't pay for your deductible and all this other stuff. But right. there are some people who are getting really screwed by all that. And I'm, the only, the only people that win out of this insurance scam are the people that has Medicaid. Yeah, there's some people that deserve it, and there's some people that don't deserve it. 
some people are taking advantage of Medicaid because they refuse to work and, you know, they get Medicaid off of it. I, yeah, but I've also, I've also seen the fact that, like, if you, if you're, like, if you have a disability, you need Yeah, Medicaid exactly, or exactly. If but, or if you're retired, you need Medicare. But I've also seen the point where an insurance company refused a procedure. So somebody quit their job, got Medicaid, and then got the procedure on Medicaid because they right. couldn't get it otherwise. But the thing is, well, every state is and that's, different. And that, that to Medicaid. me is fucked up. Everything, every state is different with Medicaid. You know, like. I'm just saying my experience. With well, I know, I know, I know, I know. But. That was a sad thing that they had to literally quit their job to get a procedure done because medical insurance wouldn't cover it, but Medicaid would. Then you got someone that's like, you know, that's a hardworking, neat, you know, like some kind of like, you know, got like a brain tumor need to be removed. The insurance company will only pay like, oh, we'll, we'll do like maybe like $10,000 on this, you know, $80,000 surgery. But then you got life flighted. That was $100,000. I will, I, I will say one thing good about insurance right. is that at some point, if you have a life altering, life threatening thing that changes and they will help out there. That is the only case because I know my dad almost died and their medical bills, my mom and dad's medical bills were literally in the millions of dollars. Yep. Which to be honest is ridiculous in itself, but literally millions of dollars and most of it went away through insurance. But it still is ridiculous to me. Yeah, because the people that, that have need that insurance it, is paying for that. Yeah, but it's still ridiculous that you even need that. Saving think, somebody's life should not cost millions of dollars. Oh, I mean, I understand shit. doctors need to make money, but millions of dollars worth of money? Most of that shit's going to the hospital, not the doctors. Yeah, it's exactly. not going to the people who actually do the work. What is, is it a general surgeon? I mean, I, I guess that would be the the best equivalent right. for this All situation. All right, so um, guys, guess what? We live in the state of Ohio, right? The annual salary is $322,230. The monthly pay is $26,852. So a million-dollar surgery, you know, for someone is like what he said. We'll go straight to the hospital. Then they get like a, you know, a portion of it. So I know it takes a lot of work, you know, to recover someone, you know, do surgery on someone. I understand like, you know, they should be making that kind of money because there's a lot of work, a lot of, you know, schooling, but I don't think it should cost like a million dollars. To do procedures. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't cost. I, I as, think, I, as I said before, I'm like, I don't think most of that money is going to the no. doctors and well, surgeons. And this clearly shows that it don't, you know, like I disagree with that, but you know, you got you got you got to like think about it. These businesses like hospitals, insurance companies, banks, um I can name all kinds of shit, um Walmart. Every big business makes money off of you and you don't get shit back. No no, no matter if you are working for them or you're just, you know, a client to them, you don't you know, you're not getting your full deal with the insurance companies or any of these companies. Boom. No. And I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to the Sea Roller McDole podcast. Thank you, guys. Give us a like or follow us on whichever 
platform you're listening to this on. And give us a good um any slogan like see roller duel with a fist bump or something. Like come up with something cool that we can do for you guys so we're not looking like idiots.